This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to Gone to Texas, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. My name is Alex, and I have not read any of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher. And my name is Nick, and I have read all of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 4 of the AMC series, titled The Tombs. While we will not be spoiling any of the comic and by extension any future plot lines of the show, we will be discussing the details of the series through Season 3, Episode 4, so pause this and go catch up before you listen to the rest of our episode. You can find more episodes of our podcast at g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter T, podcast.com. We're also g2tpodcast on Twitter, and you can send feedback to g2tpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy this show or any other show on the Midwest Podcast Network, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. And pledge as little as a dollar a month to making our network even better. Special thanks to Jason K., who has pledged at the level of $10 per month. Uh, for corrections, last week I said that Cassidy said he wasn't leaving without it, referring to the love potion, mm-hmm. because that's what the closed caption said. Mm-hmm. And this week, in the last time on, it had it corrected, and it says her. Okay. That makes more sense. Which makes more sense, but it <laughs> seemed weird anyway. But just a little correction there. And then uh, this week, we do have an email from our friend Joseph. Joseph says, hey, guys. First, Young and Modern Jesse both use get it, got it, good, which is a catchphrase Danny K uses in The Court Jester, a delightfully silly and innocent Robin Hood style movie from 1956 starring Kay at his prime Basil Rathbone and a stunningly smoking hot Angela Lansbury. If it's intentional, <laughs> then I wonder if Jesse watched the movie with his dad and if it will pay off now, if only there's a way to introduce the vessel with the pestle has the pellet with the poison, the flagon with the dragon holds the brew. That is true. Uh, as for this episode, speaking of the tombs, he says, I thought it was very smart after really bringing us down with how bad everyone can be. The show showed us uh, just a crack of hope. Uh, Tulip trusts and knows that just knows Jesse well enough to know that what he told Madam Boyd was BS and is true blue enough to stick around. And Cassie decides at the end of the day that if Tulip doesn't love him, then using the love spell would be wrong. I guess it depends on how it works for different viewers. But in hindsight, these four episodes have worked masterfully for me. The writer sunk me into despair with these characters and then brought me back up. And I'm rooting for all three of them to give the launch L's their comeuppance. And then he said, P.S., I wrote a ton on the Discord, but unless one of you really wants to talk about it, we can save it for the Patreon subscribers. I think we will do just that, Joseph. Uh, everybody, there's some good discussion going on on the Patreon. Uh, please uh, consider just giving us the $5 a month to join the Patreon if you would like to join in on the conversation, usually on the Monday after the episode airs. Yeah, so. there's some good stuff that just keeps happening. Absolutely. We've we've started uh, also general comic and television channels mm-hmm. in which people can talk about comics and television of course but uh yeah no joseph thank you very much for the email um i told him in the discord that the get it got it good to me has been it's somewhat ubiquitous yeah i think it's the kind of thing that's been like appropriated by like animaniacs and stuff like that like yeah. i'm sure as kids we watched something that referenced it and we just it's part of just the common cultural like lexicon at this point exactly so uh, but it, like i feel like one of the ninja turtles says it in one of the turtles movies i just can't think of which but i uh, yeah i wouldn't be that sounds about right 
at some point in the first movie or something. But um, it's also not out of the realm. Like we know that most of these characters talk about movies quite a bit. Yeah. So the idea that Jesse is a movie buff and has mm-hmm. seen the court jester doesn't, it's not out of the realm of possibility. That's sure. for sure. Yeah. So no, I think it's a great observation and uh, hopefully he was, um, hopefully Joseph was, was pleased with my reading of the, the tongue twistery line. The vessel with the pestle has the pellet with the poison, the flag and with the dragon holds the blue, the brew that is true. I fucked it up the second time. <laughs> I shouldn't have tried. But thank you, Joseph. Shame. Um, yeah. I will, we can comment on the rest of the stuff as we talk about the episodes. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's start with the teaser. The Saint of Killers finally gets his meeting with Satan. Stepping out onto floor negative nine, the Saint is greeted with hellfire and skulls and a gaudy office with Satan and Sidney, the angel of death, waiting inside. Satan plays buddy-buddy but needs to keep his reputation so he can successfully pull off his expansion plan now that God is gone. So he is forced to torture the saint, which he takes bla- he takes great pleasure in. Good to see the saint of killers. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his reintroduction to the series? I think it's I really, really loved the detail of the guard walking to his door and we see the bit of the crow like pecking out the yep. eyes and stuff from the, the projector from so we know he's just chilling in there reliving it yep. again even more i like how it adds context to 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 uh fior and de blanc showing up in it when they come to get him originally the idea that they opened that door up and like walked in mm-hmm. and were in that memory of his yes yeah it's just it kind it connects all the dots yeah that's true that's a good point yeah I think about that um, yeah, the elevator ride was funny, mm-hmm. and uh, I really loved... They always light the saint in such cool ways. I really liked the lighting in the elevator. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, you get that little bit of just his chin mm-hmm. this time around. And the nine floors yep. down. Didn't really love the portrayal of Satan, of Satan, to be honest. I think it's the kind of thing that... I I just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't work, I guess, for me. Well, and somebody... I think, I think it's a little too smarmy. He's just like... He's a little too wackadoodle for me, and I was like... Well, oh. all right. I'll bring up I'll bring up some Patreon stuff. Here's your little preview for oh, Patreon okay. here. Uh, Bruce, Bruce did write in the Patreon. He said, basic thoughts. Hell was actually interesting for the first time since early in season two. Satan was hilarious and reasonably comic accurate. Uh, and then Joseph wrote in and said, agreed, except that Whedon kind of ruined banal villains for me. Hmm. So I think the the uh, ruined as in like Whedon does it well, so other ones come off cheap or that we, or I'm fatigued. He's done him. it too much, and therefore I'm sick of it now. I don't. Joseph will have to let us know what it, what he actually thinks of that. Bruce wrote back and said, "I suppose it's a good thing I've seen relatively few Whedon things. Hmm. So maybe the fatigue is uh, no." So Joseph says it's tough to beat the mayor and the Holland masters and Lila. I guess so. He does like the ones that okay. Whedon has done. Um. That's the you know it's funny it, it's actually kind of both like you might enjoy the way Whedon does it but also because Whedon helped make that I feel like he was sort of uh, helped drive that yeah sort of like villain uh, behavior that we see it so often now and uh, you can also be pretty exhausted I just I think that's probably it for me I'm just kind of quippiness is man i just there's so much of it it's like uh it's like the low-hanging fruit now it feels like just an easy way to write a 
a villain that you think is supposed to be charismatic or interesting is to make them quippy. They don't need to be. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's a weird shorthand of like yeah, like just oh, give him some, and and it's hard. Oh, he's interesting because he has jokes. Yeah, exactly, and it's hard to single out the Prince of Darkness in this because it the whole show is kind of that way. Like most characters are that way, but they're no, you know, I guess not because TC and Jody, I wouldn't even say they're very quippy. They're just kind of who they are. They're not like like Satan's kind of a tryhard. Well, which and is that's, which that maybe is appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not supposed to think he's compelling. I'm probably supposed to be irritated by him, but I don't know something about it. I just I was just kind of like, well, I, comparing it to like Mark Harlick's God, it's which is a thing that I'm so glad I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like God is very is played pretty straight, minus the fact that he's wearing like a dog gimp suit. Yeah, it just yeah he works better. I don't know why, but I could see these two. I could see Mark Harlick's God and Satan being really irritated, like just getting each other's goat. <laughs> I could see I could see these two really not getting along, and so that I guess kind of works in its favor. It's the kind of show, uh, this show is, so much of it is done so well and is so clearly done with intent that every time I want to criticize something, I think they must have done it that way for a reason and it makes me not want to criticize it, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know if like the show is that strong in its design that I'm I'm willing to accept things that my gut doesn't initially like or if I'm just giving it excuses, but either way... Uh, for some reason, I, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't, I didn't laugh. I didn't think it was funny. I thought the gaudy office was funny. Yeah, the that, the, the like LCD fire floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was hilarious. Which like, I did not think was like them trying to be like, oh, there's just fire underneath the floor. I just thought God has an LCD floor. Satan. Yeah. Sa- excuse me. Satan has God, an LCD floor. God might have an LCD floor. That's too, true too. Like clouds or <laughs> something. Uh, yeah, that was funny. That was a funny detail. And the, I like that he kind of tells the angel of death, like, chill out. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. He's not here to replace you. That's kind of what I thought. Uh, the, I, you know, I'm going to have to jump into the book spoilers, I think, in the, in the discord, um, to talk about this further. Yeah. The, the interaction between the saint and Satan is, is not satisfying to me, but it's because it doesn't go the same route as the book. And Maybe it will eventually, but uh, that's all I have to say, I guess. About okay, it. all right. I did think it was funny how he starts like he, he says, "I gotta gotta punish you, sorry," and like they start just like flogging the bejesus out of him, and he just takes it. Yep. And I was like, oh, no, no right. winces, nothing, yeah, not even a blink, hardly. Yeah, I do, I can't. I think people on the subreddit were excited that uh, I think his name is Jason. Jason Douglas is the person playing Satan. I don't know exactly what they knew him from previously. It looks like he's done. Uh, he was on The Walking Dead, apparently, as oh. some other character that I don't know. But um, so AMC's keeping it in the family. But it, it didn't like strike me as like I hate this, but I also wasn't like, oh my god, that is the best Satan that I've ever. Like it's weird that I enjoyed. It's hard to beat Peter Stormare. I was just gonna <laughs> say it's weird that I. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say it's weird that I enjoyed Dave Grohl's Satan from the Tenacious D stuff. Like, I liked that more. I don't and that's know. the thing is that I almost feel like it would have, like, everything would have worked better if it was, like, someone we knew. Like, if it was, like, it could have been Will Ferrell. 
And it would have been like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might have been interesting. I don't know. Like, it, it, there's something about it where it's just kind of like if it was, if it was a, if Satan was played by someone that either we don't expect or it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Honestly, when he first was like behind the desk or like you see him from before you really get to see his features yeah. I, for like a flash second, I was like, is Mark Harlick playing Satan too? <laughs> that would have been really good. <laughs> it would have been interesting. But yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we probably won't see him again for a very long time. So yeah. fine. I'm glad Satan made an appearance. In the I show. did. I did. Okay. So I, w- one other thing that I liked was the comment of like and he's like oh i get it you know i would totally you go get out and breathe some air and eat a slim jim yeah i was like that's that was that was probably the funniest line that he said to yeah, me. he had lines that were good like they got they got a chuckle but something about the whole i don't know just in general i didn't really love it so yeah. it's fine there's enough for me to love elsewhere he did uh get off the phone with the all father yes oh i'm glad you mentioned that yeah that's good yeah that's so funny. I presume the All Father will enter the picture shortly. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, we'll, I'm just surprised it took like we still haven't seen Hitler and Eugene. We know kind of where we're headed headed with that now. It seems like the Saint is going to be going to retrieve them. Oh, I didn't know who he was talking about. Okay. I think he's going to retrieve them because I think it looks bad on Satan that they just legitimately escaped. He said that's two people that are that are basically screwing with his plans for expansion. Yeah. So I wondered if yeah, yeah it could be interesting because you know the saint got out with the help of angels, mm-hmm. but Hitler and and Eugene made it out of their own accord. Yeah, that's true. Essentially, so. All right, any other thoughts on the teaser? Nah. All right. Act one, Tulip gets locked in with Madame Boyd and ends up shooting a hole through the floor to escape with her. We flash back to back in the day with young Jesse running the tombs, and we learn that competitors get injected with adrenaline by TC before fighting, and they have to make it to a redemption round to fight Jody and win their souls back. Jesse steps away, seemingly genuinely worried about someone in the audience who needs to pay his debts to Miss Marie. And Jody takes note as he goes out to put down the winner of the fight. Jesse informs TC that they need two new contenders, and they talk about Jesse's weekend plans to go see Gladiator again, when TC really knows that that's code for him to go see a girl that Miss Marie wouldn't want him to be with. Uh, So we got a little more on the mechanics of the tombs, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly what's going on. People fighting to win back their souls, but it's all a big crock because Jody's just going to kill whoever wins anyway. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see it going any other way. Um, it seems pretty interesting that they have, like, uh, I don't know, with, with, like, I guess we'll get to Cassidy later, but it seemed like there's room for, like, another champion, at least. Or, like, somebody underneath Jody, kind of in, like, the Thor Ragnarok situation of, like, there's yeah. the Hulk and then there's also Korg. Yeah. But, That's true. you know. Um, yeah, good old Korg. Comparable, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, good good comparisons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you, what did you think about? So I I said, uh, I I'll I'll still kind of put it out there. I think younger Jesse is for some reason a just a tinge more charismatic and like 
I find myself more entertained watching him running the show than I do watching Dominic Cooper hmm. run the show. Yeah, I think that makes sense. He's He's, he's not, a little more he, out of place not, as a kid. Yeah, he's not jaded yet. I don't think he's not he's not as run down or beat down yet. Maybe that's why he's just uh I don't know, I guess. Yeah, he is he is good. He seems a little more natural. Although Dominic Cooper does flip the switch when he puts the hat on later. Yeah. Yeah. He is a lot more into it by you know, as we see it's kind of a ruse. But I think Dominic Cooper does a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. But the the young the young version of Jesse is awesome. I I really like the like structure and process behind the tombs that it's yeah. it's really like a little it's like a restaurant and yeah. <laughs> he's he's the he's the maitre d and he's uh, got to order up two he's more front uh, of house and yeah <laughs> tc is in the kitchen and, and i don't know what jody is <laughs> the bus boy clean up crew. <laughs> yeah it was it's fun watching the little economy of angelville just like going through the motions it's uh and it's fun. i loved the uh Asking about the weekend plans, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I was like, God, TC, <laughs> why? Why does this show make me think you're endearing? <laughs> I was like the gladiator line. It was funny. Yeah. Well, and um, someone noted. I think it was in the Discord. I believe it might have been Joseph, or no, maybe it was somewhere on the subreddit. But somebody noted that, or no, it was Bruce. He says the gladiator gladiator references date. Uh, yeah flashbacks to 2000 mm-hmm. and the tombstone is in season in season one dated john custer's death at 1990 if he recalls correctly so that's quite a bit of time jesse spent in angel like 10 years mm-hmm. so uh, how old do you think he was in season one like maybe probably like seven yeah something in there he seems a little older than like but he's got to be like 16 by the time we're seeing him here. Yeah, I, I would I would put him in like his teens for sure or like, you know, high school. Yeah. I mean, we see him at high school. Yep. So. Exactly. Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. Might, depending on, you know, when his birthday is, I guess. And yeah. That's <laughs> when true. in the theatrical run of Gladiator he might be going. Did he get held back? I don't know if Gladiator came, it did come out in 2000, yeah, not 99. Yeah. yeah. That's right cuz I think it was at the 2001 Academy Awards or something. Anyway, um yeah, I mean, the the carbon dating seems right. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, any other thoughts about what's going on here? No, I'm I'm more, I, I'm enjoying the tombs more than I thought I would. Yeah. Initially, I was kind of like, because it's, it's deviation from the book, but uh, I'm liking it. Yeah, it seems to fit pretty well with the soul thing, which also she, yeah, in books. Definitely, though. yeah, and it, it helps give tc and jody more purpose than they have in the book okay they have they have a little more function i was meaning to ask you and and i i I guess if you want to not answer this that's fine okay uh are we to take it that tc and jody are jesse's uncles or actually children of grandma i don't know because I, I think in the past when, when we have discussed, they've been re- referred to as, as uncles. I think they're but, called uncles. Yeah, because, I mean, he grew up with them. Yeah. And, I don't think that they're actually related in the book, but I can't speak for certain because I okay. still haven't finished my latter half of the Angelville stuff uh, in the books, my reread. But I don't think they're actually related. Because, I, like, you know, I it, it, it I was kind of maybe, like... I guess maybe... The th- fact that Jody has feelings for Christina. 
I was kind of like, what does that? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. N- not that not that he wouldn't be attracted to his own sister because. <laughs> or they might be cousins or something. Yeah. Or he's just. The thing is, like, we don't know how old they are, really. They seem yeah. ageless. So that's the, what I like about them in the books. They're just kind of mysterious. You don't know a ton about them. You don't really need to, you know? Yeah. They're very effective the way they are. That's fair. Yeah. All right. In Act 2, Cassidy wins the fight against the science teacher despite his better intentions, and he loses the love potion on the floor while doing so. Jody, and T- Jody, TC, and Jesse work out the plan for the next fight in an hour, and when they split up, Jesse starts cutting Cassidy apart. Tulip is driving around aimlessly with Madam Boyd and decides to ask her why she hates Jesse so much. It turns out that Boyd and Jesse had a relationship when they were young, but Jesse ended their relationship when he thought about what was going on at Angelville. Uh, Jesse and Jody head to buy some beer when Jody explains how excited he is to destroy Cassidy tonight. Jesse explains that he can cut Cass into pieces and feed him blood and he'll be back to normal the next day and make them more money. And Jesse takes note of Jody's fuck communism lighter and he sets it down on the dash. So the the lighter that Jody sets down says fuck communism on it and Jesse seems to care about it. And I know later on in the episode we see him with it. I don't know if he like stole it back or if it's like the communal lighter or what the deal is. But like... um. Would you say that there's special significance to this lighter? Yes. Okay. It it does mean something to him. Okay. All right. I, I personally cannot remember whether or not we have seen this lighter earlier in the series. So if anybody wants to write in and let us know, uh, I will happily amend. He does, in the books, he does see that Jody has it. Okay. Right, like at the beginning of Angelville, and he loses his shit. Mm. So it's, it is important to him. Interesting. All right. I thought it was interesting that they like cut in on him seeing it and it made me think, oh, am I supposed to know what that is? But you will. Yeah. If you don't already. All right. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so we didn't talk about Tulip shooting through the floor. I kind of forgot to talk about that. What did you think of her cartoon strategy to cut a hole in the floor using an Uzi? Oh, uh, sure. (laughs) 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 And then, um, I accept. I like her and Madam Boyd together. Yeah, me too. I think they they work well as like Jesse's Jesse's uh you know, as Jesse's girlfriends and also as like powerful headstrong women. On yeah, their they're own. cool. They're cool opposite each other because they're they're kind of alike but they're kind of not. They're Yeah. They feel like I don't even want to say they're like two sides of a coin. They're both women that have been like loved and and spurned by Jesse. Yeah. And they have that in common. But I think it becomes very clear, at least at the end of the episode, that Madame Boyd, what's her name, Sabina? Sabina, yeah. She like loved a teenage boy, and Tulip loves Jesse Custer. Like yeah. she she knows him. Clearly. It was it was a it was like a first love situation for right. Sabina, yeah. Yeah, and Tulip clearly knows knows Jesse, like really knows him because yeah. he. Uh, it's very it's very apparent by the end. Yeah, as well as Joseph said yeah. in his email as well. Um uh, but I also re- I kind of really liked that like she was a good thing in Jesse's life mm-hmm. while he was going yeah, through the, 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 the scene, problems of of Angelville. 
the scene between uh, the two of them and the, uh, the brother. And her brother. Kenny. Yeah, it was great. It was like really fun and just like relaxed and it felt genuine. Yeah. It was weird seeing him like A, with people his own age, but yeah. B, like laughing, yep. like ha- actually having fun. The, uh, so I, I noted in here that he ended the relationship because he thought about what was going on at Angelville. I wanted to get your thoughts on why you think he ended. I I kind of have two reasons that I think could have been why he ended that relationship. But did did you have any particular reading by what was like presented to us? No, not really. At first, I I genuinely thought like, oh man, he was a piece of shit when he was a kid. <laughs> like, but then by the end, it's all it's all made clear. But I can't. I assume he had a realization that he actually like really liked her. And then he was kind of like, I need to, he didn't want to put her in danger. Yeah, with, exactly. With the Langels. My, that was what I thought at first. And then upon rewatch, like he's, he's thinking about Angelville as she is talking about the fact that like, Oh, things are going to be so much better when, when I am getting all the customers instead of your grandma and that type of thing. Mm. And part of me almost wondered if it was like he didn't want to be a part of her becoming what Angelville became. I could see that as well. So I like I didn't it, it I think it it might it could have been a little column A, a little column B, or or maybe it was literally just that he wanted to protect her from grandma. But um he does kind of act that way when he's like, you're, you're not going to screw that up for me, basically. Like, yeah. I don't know if he genuinely has it in mind, though. I think we need a little more context into like his post-dad-being-killed uh, <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah, I and it's not, it's not so much that I think he's worried about... Um, like, I think he's good-hearted in either intention because I think he's just kind of like, I don't want you to be abusing people's souls and addictions and things like that in the way that grandma is. Mm. And I, I don't want to be a part of that, but it, I, it could go either way. I guess the simpler explanation is that he liked her and didn't want her to, to get hurt. It also is kind of nice because I kind of like that explanation because I feel like we need some reasons to root for Jesse again. Yeah. He's kind of been a bit of a douche. So I need, we need to get back in his corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, uh, you know, I guess we'll comment on Cassidy being cut up in the next act. So any other thoughts? No. I don't think so. All right. Act three. While Jody picks up beer, Jesse mails a mutilated Cassidy to New Orleans with a fresh bag of blood. Cass is confident that Tulip will see Jesse for the jerk that he is, but Jesse firmly believes that he's saving Cassidy's life. Back with Tulip, Madam Boyd finishes her story saying that Jesse killed her brother Kenny and he felt no remorse about it, but Tulip doesn't believe her and gets back out of, gets her out of the car. We cut back to the shipping slash Froyo combo store and Cassidy seems to have escaped his package, leaving a bloody trail on the floor. Uh, so Jesse mailing Cassidy away. Uh, there's a lot of... Jesse, in this episode, we get two to three very clear stories of Jesse doing what he thinks is right and what probably is right, but also removing the agency of the people he's trying to protect. 
Yeah, good point. I think it's a very... That seems to me like very cowboy behavior. Yeah. Very John Wayne. Yep. And I think in, in Jesse's mind, I mean, he's definitely the kind of character who thinks he's right. He's being the savior. Yeah. And he thinks his way is, is the best way and he doesn't want to hear any other perspective. So it's not, it's definitely not out of character. Yeah. Yeah. For him to just say, I mean, he, he is sort of the authority on Angelville. So it kind of makes sense that he would be like, I know you, in his mind, they don't understand Mm -hmm. and he needs to just do this for them because it's the right thing to do. And it's, it's hard to argue with because he, he is, like you said, he is debatably doing the right thing. Yeah. But at the same time, if they're his friends and they don't want to leave, I mean, we know Cass wants to stay for Tulip though, not for Jesse. That's true. I think he's maybe acting out a little bit based on that too. Yeah. Um, the combo shipping and Froyo store for some reason awesome. is just hilarious to me. It works somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I like the employee. They're too. like, we need a reason for Jody to allow Jesse to go get something else. Oh, that probably made me laugh. <laughs> like, Do you want some want some yogurt? Twist. A twist. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, damn right. <laughs> twist is great. Who would say no to yeah, getting exactly. some Froyo? And of course he would want Twist. It was awesome. Uh, this is the, the Tauntaun uh, discussion that yeah. happens which I thought was very funny it the idea funny. that Cassidy thinks they cut the Tauntaun open to like sneak Luke Skywalker out yeah <laughs> but he was just like out in a blizzard <laughs> yeah exactly there's nothing to hide from except the weather yeah yeah it's funny uh, that that scene was really enjoyable and it's it's fun to watch those two banter like, mm-hmm. it, I like it when they're even if they're angry with, with each other I like that method of fighting better than like them actually at each other's throats it's yeah. just more entertaining yeah the, the, the bickering that they do is yeah. just and the, the two of them are just so good mm-hmm. like uh, Dominic Cooper and um, Joe Gilligan are just so awesome together they yeah such great chemistry yeah uh, Cassidy kind of calls Jesse out about being a, a demented circus worker in the tombs <laughs> Which which I thought was was interesting, and and we certainly see that Jesse. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say that he struggles with it necessarily yet, but it seems like he's it's it's wearing on him even when he was younger, and mm-hmm. and that seems to be why he was so hesitant to open it back up when he was older. The idea that like the horrible things that they're doing down there is just profiting off of the death of people whose souls that they've taken. Yeah. Um, that all, I, I thought that was, that was interesting, especially of Cassie to kind of like pull that string on him. But, uh, and then I, I just had to laugh at the, I don't know if it's the sound editing or if it was, it's, it's partly sound editing, partly, performance but the owl right in the dick that we get when jesse mm-hmm. like drops yeah. the last bit into the box as the box is closing and it's a little bit muffled yeah it was, awesome. it was just very funny i guess i might be a little bit of a child but it was good <laughs> um your brother would have loved that joke absolutely we kill yes. him yes uh and then so we get this first story uh the first rendition of kenny's death uh sabina's brother and from her perspective, Kenny was the one asking Jesse to stop. Right. Which which I think is kind of the main distinction here. But also, Jesse gets up and, and says the Are You Entertained from Gladiator. Are You Not Entertained. Are You Not Entertained. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I just thought it, it's it's interesting to that we get to see the other perspective, and I still wonder even after the episode which of these is really true. Sure. So, I think the second one is true. I want it to be. I don't think teenage Jesse wanted to murder like, anybody. Angrily murder, you know, with intent his ex girlfriend's brother. Yeah. And definitely wouldn't revel in it like that. No. The 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 idea that that Jody would is. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, the uh, especially because teenage Jesse, like we said, he's not really like he's not hardened yet. Like he, I don't think he'd be able to fake it in order to like protect himself. Yeah. Whereas I feel like adult Jesse would. Yeah, he'd be able to put on the show of like it's okay. Are you not entertained? Like, yeah, thing. and I don't think teenage Jesse would be able to deal with that. I think um, this this. This uh, gives context to the the eyebrow raise you commented on previously between TC and Jody when they talk about Jesse's mm. pissing off the Boyds because mm-hmm. one of them says sex and the other says murder. Yep. TC, TC must be the one that says sex because he's aware of he that does. relationship yeah. with Sabina. Yep. Maybe Jody wasn't aware of that. You is are, why I would say you're 100% right. Interesting. Yeah. I still like the idea that that's where their minds gravitated towards, which is also true, I guess. Yeah. They, those two it kind of embody those two like, <laughs> sins. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Totally. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Good job. Yeah. I, I still think there might be more to it. I think it'll be interesting. Like, I can't imagine that um, Jody would let that happen and also not, like, try to get more information on the story necessarily so i guess we'll see that's true what happens here but what do you think about the duality of we're getting i mean i guess we've gotten a lot of not a lot of but we've gotten some flashback jesse in the past but i feel like this season is much more of a like i feel like we've seen flashback jesse in almost every episode this season yeah three three of the four i think at least um do you do you like that? Do you like that the flashback version of Jesse has become a little bit more of a character and is Yeah, I do. I think it's it with the direction the show took Angelville, I think you do kind of need it. Did they flash back in the comic much to him being a kid in the Angelville stuff? Mm, a little bit, yes. Okay. But and you do see him as a kid like with his parents too. There's not a lot of it and he's younger. Okay. You don't really see teenage Jesse. Yeah. Uh very much. But uh, yeah, you do see that you do get a little bit of it. Okay. All right. Uh, in Act Four, back at the tombs, Jody prepares to fight, uh, but TC explains that Cassidy is gone. Jesse seizes the opportunity to, opportunity to call out all the people there and tell them that God has gone from heaven, and that the tombs are closed. Cassidy interrupts with a rendition of Danny Boy as he move and he moves to fight Jesse without a hand, but with an added paper cutter sword. Jesse downs Cassidy a couple times and tries to get him to stay down while Cassidy keeps getting up because he wants to recover the love potion. When Tulip arrives back at Angelville, she sees Jesse, quote-unquote, finish Cassidy off, and Jesse orders them both to leave. Angelville. Angelville. Louisville. Louisville. Uh, 
I looked at the uh, I when I started up the episode, I saw that the still was Cassidy with like that sword on his arm, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then after I saw it again in the episode, I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" He just took the paper cutter from the shipping store and yeah. taped it to his arm. Um, Where's his hand? His hand was Jesse left it behind, and had it kind of like chewed up. Why do I not remember that? Because TC holds it up and is like, he chewed himself out of his shackle or oh, whatever. I see, I see. So it was kind of their plausible deniability. Uh, I yeah, I got you. That's funny. For the plan. Why did I blank out on that part? That's weird. <laughs> I must have got distracted. By it's, it was cool. a very brief. Yeah. But uh, no. Clever. Yeah, it was good. Uh, this is, I did notice here when Jesse's lighting his cigarette, he does have the, the Zippo. He does. With the, okay. the fuck communism Zippo. Sweet. Um, and he opens up with the motherless goat humpers line like he did in the flashback. <laughs> so that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when he put on the hat, it was it was kind of slick to watch him like kind of, you know, assume that character again. Yeah, like the the show the the performance of it, the, the fact that he like flips it onto his head, the like greatest three showman, different times. Yes, he's, he's the greatest showman. He is the greatest showman for sure. Um, it's it is a fun position to see him in in, mm-hmm. in the show at least um and i can't help but imagine like what it would be like if he had the word obviously he wouldn't be in the situation but like probably not. the idea of him running the tombs with the word seems like it could be even more sinister and horrible if it was something that he wanted to take part in yeah that's true so it gives him that bully pulpit hey. to yeah um What'd you think of the fight? I liked. I did like the fight, even though you know, the it is more entertaining to, to hear them bicker. But I, I still thought the fight was well shot. Yeah, it was solid. It it wasn't as fantastic to me as a lot of the other fights on this show, but it was good. Like it was fine. I think it's a little by function because I think you automatically assume that at least Jesse is pulling his punches. Mm-hmm. a little bit more so and it's not going to be quite as flashy and that kind of thing which but. is funny because jesse still just kind of dominates like he's clearly the better fighter yeah cassidy has a lot of things working in his favor but he just can't seem to capitalize he on certainly it. has the advantage of of being vampirism essentially unkillable but the it doesn't make him any better of a hand-to-hand fighter yeah he's just kind of gangly and un- as opposed to someone someone who's had to fend off jody for 12 Most years of, his of his life, life yeah. <laughs> so it's true. He uh, he's he's a hell of a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts here? His his final like uh, plea to, to Tulip of of you guys need to leave. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, and I don't know how he drove a stake through Cassidy and didn't kill him. I I thought the same. I was like, I was like, oh man, is 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 this Cassidy's exit from the show? I was like, oh god, and and he's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's fine. I mean, I, that's the thing is that I think uh, maybe he aimed left. Yes, he just or he or... he missed the heart by a few inches and therefore didn't didn't actually finish him off, but. Um, no, I I thought the same thing as well. So to but then <laughs> so I guess I'll go to the next act. Cassidy escapes the tombs using a skin suit from the science teacher. Tulip takes him to the bus stop, but despite professing his love, 
Tulip will not join Cassidy on the bus. Cassidy comes close to using the love potion, but ultimately decides against it and takes a seat on the bus. Featherstone sits behind him shortly after. Tulip heads back to Angelville against Jesse's wishes, and she tells him that if they're going to be okay, he has to level with her, and it turns out from Jesse's perspective that Kenny was going to kill him, and he regretted killing Kenny. Tulip and Jesse make up, and in the morning, Tulip, Tulip pulls Madame Boyd from her trunk to set her free. Boyd tells, tu- Boyd tells Tulip that she can kill Grandma to release the spell on Jesse. Finally, back in hell, the Saint of Killers has whipped, uh, has been whipped to the bone, and Satan contracts him to get Hitler and Eugene back to hell before he can get his weapons back and go after the preacher. Uh, the, the the skin suit science teacher situation. Like, as soon as I saw that face, I was like, oh, that's Cassidy underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. It was very But really gross. funny. Um, and good use of that character who literally had, like, probably five minutes of screen time in this in these four episodes Mm -hmm. like it just he was a very recognizable guy yeah definitely and you knew it would be him you knew that like you knew where he was and you see him kind of at like three different time periods at least or like when jesse first meets him to lure him into angelville and then when he's chained up in the tombs and then finally when like we're here with jesse now when he's chained up in the tombs but I just thought that dude made a real impact with his like first performance and then also his look and and everything about him I think was very recognizable. I don't know. It, yeah, it's good. It, it again, it's like just great casting that yeah. the show continues to do. Like people that you recognize and that stick with you. Yep. Absolutely. Um Cassidy doesn't use the the love potion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I part of me almost thought that like he was going to use it on himself to not love Tulip anymore. Ooh. I wonder if it works that way. I I don't prob- probably not, but that's it, interesting. That would have been a that would have been a more interesting potion for him to actually pursue. Yeah. But now maybe he will get to use it on Hitler, which is <laughs> more comedic gold. I think he's going to be <laughs> hanging on to that potion. You think I so? I wouldn't be surprised if it, okay. if it showed up again later. So my I, obviously Featherstone sits down behind him on the bus. Where do you think he will go? Like He's I, going to New Orleans. Yeah, they say on the bus. Uh, I I was thinking he might intersect with Eugene and Hitler. You think so? I think that, or we could be setting up for some some Cassidy. Uh, some of my time. <laughs> some of my knowledge of the book is, is I think is bleeding into my into things I think happened on the show but I don't think they did so I guess I just won't say anything okay I, I do okay let me ask you this do you know where he goes when he splits off for the Angelville arc do you learn anything about that uh you do a little bit, okay, but none of it's really concrete. He just kind of was like, "Oh, I was here, and then I was there, and then I was there, and then I was here." Okay, and so they, it's they, not like there is a separate story or anything that you see. Or no, they they bump into him like at like a at like a bar, at like a metal concert or something. Okay, it's really funny. I think that I think that it's just a chance encounter, and then he decides like to link up with them. Okay, but they do. It is awkward because I think he does like like tulip at that point and she knows it mm. and she's like you can never tell jesse because he'll kill you mm. and then in the books 
Tulip thinks they got rid of him for good. Like, uh, okay. And then they bump into each other and they're like, okay. She's like, it's been good seeing you. We got to go. And then Cass is like, oh, what the hell? For old time's sake, why don't I come <laughs> along? And it causes a lot of friction between them. Okay. So I feel like that may happen. I mean, he's definitely not done with the show. There's no way. Yeah. He'll, I, be, he'll be in the next episode. Yeah. Like, he's not going to disappear. That that was, uh, my, my. I was like, man, I really would be disappointed if he was gone. And then I was like, there's no way they would get rid of Cassidy without just killing him. I somehow. actually would, I would love it if he was gone for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I would think that that's awesome. Or like for most of it. Because the break from him, the book, although it's brief, it it's good because you spend all your time focusing on Tulip and Jesse. And okay, you need, yeah. at that point in the story, though, it's still pretty early. You need more of, like, their foundation. They also haven't really made up yet in the book. We They're not, like, good. Yeah. And in the show, we see now that they're good. Yeah. So they just kind of fast forward through that. Yeah. And they've been good before. So... We don't need that alone time quite as much, but it's just kind of nice because Cass, in my mind, at least having read the book, he's the third wheel. Like he's he's not he's not he's really not the, the main he's feature. not the main character. Yeah. No, Jesse is the main character. Tulip is like the next main, the other main character, and Cass is like he is a, a main character, but he he has moments where he comes and goes through the story. So. To me, it would be it would be acceptable, but I'm like he's too good. Like, yeah. he'll be back in the next one. We'll see what he's up to. Well, I, and then I was kind of thinking, I was like, they do have this other region of the show for him to play with in Hitler and Eugene and mm-hmm. the Saint. So that was why it to me would make sense of him. Like I I I was thinking he would run into Eugene and think, oh my god, we need to get you to Jesse so you can like, so so Jesse is aware that you made it out or something like that. I don't know. I guess I don't necessarily. Potentially. I haven't thought it through completely yet, but it just seemed like there was, it seems like there's some possibility there for something like that to happen. So, yeah. So, so you have an idea where you think he might be headed, but you can't. Yeah, I do. Quite. I'm wondering what was the address that Jesse was going to ship him. Yeah. To? Yeah. Did, would would it mean something to you if I if I had it on the me? numbers wouldn't know, but it was it was New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I mean I don't know I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who he's going to like where's he sending him that he's just gonna I was just thinking it was um, the apartment Denis apartment Denis apartment Denis. yeah it probably was I haven't thought about Denis in a while Denis um, I, I think uh, hmm. Denis is on a website. In season two. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, what is it called? I have it here somewhere. I'm sure. I know what it's called. Okay. What's it called? Les Enfant. Les Enfant Terrible. Yes. Yeah. No, that's from Metal Gear Solid. That's Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Les Enfant du Sang. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that's where I think he's going. Okay. Interesting. That's all I'll say. All right, yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's on a bus, so it's not like he's just getting mailed there, right? So he has to choose to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and 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 he saw that too. Mm-hmm. He saw that stuff, so he knows those people are there. I think maybe. he's feeling like maybe in this moment, Cass and or I'm sorry, Jess and Tulip are not his people, and he needs to find other people. Other people like him. So we'll see. Yeah, mm. somewhere where he can belong. Interesting. I think that's where he's headed. Yeah, that makes sense. As far as who the saint, uh, I guess 
that's the next part of this recap. Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked the scene between him and Tulip. I thought it was appropriate both, <laughs> you know, from a moral standpoint to not use the love <laughs> potion, but also uh, for the show. If he had in that moment, I would have just like barfed yeah. everywhere because no. Sorry. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. No, it. I liked the his line about Bimini. Yeah. It was a good fun callback. Totally. No, and it's a great last line yeah. for, for that interaction at least mm-hmm. um no it, it was good and i think tulip reacted exactly as we hoped and prayed hoped prayed <laughs> expected speculated that she would yes yep exactly so, exactly so, so i felt really good. relieved when she was like yeah but i don't love you yeah um what did you think about her and jesse them making up it's great thank, yeah thank goodness i i they've shown them being so passionate so many times in the show, I expected a little more, but instead yeah. they just come in for this quick kiss and then like cut to next yeah. morning. That's kind of, I, I kind of thought that was what you were going to say. Cause it seemed like it, it could have been more. Yeah. And it didn't need to be gratuitous, but yeah. a little bit more might've been nice. You could have at least beaten a door down. We want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see that, uh, that makeup, you know, and, and this will probably be like the permanent makeup. Maybe yeah. not, I guess, but you know, I don't really know. The show has done so much with the two of them that's different than the books. I don't, you know, really know. What's it could go happen. anywhere. But I did. The actual kiss is really cool because at the end of the Angelville arc in the comics, there's a there's a big giant. It's like the first real makeup kiss between mm. them, and it's like the Princess Bride kiss. It's awesome, <laughs> but it's uh, it's it looks it's blocked exactly like that pretty that's much. Cool. So when they kind of came in and did that, I was like, this feels like a callback to the panel, which is neat. The backdrop of the kiss is not nearly as insane as it is in the comic mm. which is a little bit of a bummer but it probably could happen again i don't know we'll see uh, those <laughs> yeah they could call back to that moment those who have read on. the book know what i'm talking about <laughs> it's uh you know anything's possible with this show um so yeah we do we do get that flashback again we get to see jesse's side of it uh, mm-hmm. and as we said previously i still i'm like uh it, it seems like there's room for it to be wrong, but I do want to believe that Jesse's version is the true version of events. But in reality, it could be something in the middle, like it like it is in life. It's so. uh, I like to think that Tulip, Tulip just knows Jesse like at his core yeah. and in his heart better, and she's that's why when Madame Boyd says it, she's like, no, yeah. <laughs> because she like thinks he's not capable of that, and even when she sees him do it to Cass she understands why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, I think she probably would assume that was kind of what happened as well. Uh, I didn't really talk about the scenes of her driving and that light that she stops at. Yeah, yeah. I I actually absolutely forgot to bring that up. Do you think it's the same light? Or do you think that's just what these roads are like out there? <laughs> do you think she's driving in circles trying to figure out well, what to do? Or do you think? do you think that she has been put into some weird loop. She got God is like d- directing her to where she needs to go or is looping her until she makes a decision about how she feels about something maybe. Mm. And she doesn't know it. She's just driving all night and doesn't really realize it. Maybe she's driving off the, f- off the frame and back in from the <laughs> other side. Cause she keeps getting stopped at that light and like, it looks the same. They, I didn't go back and watch it again. And the second time I took note of the two light posts and I didn't notice them. The you want to know time. what corner? Yeah. So they, it, 
you know there's there's always yeah. there's always things about like the devil's crossroads and that kind of thing and she does go straight i think the first time and then the second time or at least the last time she turns she turns yeah. right so i don't know if because god rolls up which is awesome <laughs> that effect that shot is so cool the yeah. show does so many beautiful things like that and so many cool effects the ones at the end of the saint like wandering out of satan's office looked like shit i'll yeah. just say like i thought okay this is really bad looking on the way in it wasn't that bad on the way out though it didn't look good but the effect of god here is so neat <laughs> i was like who shot this and directed this and please make a ghost rider movie <laughs> or show or something yeah. because it just looked so it looked so like unearthly and mm-hmm. creepy but cool at the same time and like the the sound effect is a big part of it too like yeah that whole moment i was just like whoa that was sweet like i really dug that well and the 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 woman's hair yeah to oh, me yeah, it was pose. Yeah, yeah just the pose and like the flowing locks yeah. blowing in the the wind as the, as god speeds by it it just looks Mach seven yeah exactly yeah <laughs> god mode god speed yeah no that's an interesting thought i didn't really think about it that way because i was kind of torn about to about whether or not she was actually lost or as you were saying like if it was her trying to decide what to do with boyd of like i don't know if i should take you back to angelville right or you know so but uh, it seems a little on the nose for it to be like oh she's not only lost physically but also emotionally on what to do but i mean yeah it's possible no absolutely and yeah no that that could totally it seemed as though like i wonder if god passing by her and her like deciding to turn because i think that's when she decided to turn right was was him did he need cassidy to be out of the picture for some reason or did he think she would see that and be driven away from Jesse or like who know I don't know I guess I don't know what his it was interesting yeah I think it's something that that merits a little more like meditation yeah yeah is why he cruises by in that scene yeah and he goes straight he goes through the intersection mm-hmm. and she turns right which I think was kind of interesting too yeah I don't know if she's no longer on his path mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. or if he was cruising by to check in and be like hey Hook a, hook a right. Yeah. You don't need to be on this road anymore. It's cool, and uh, yeah. I think it's open to interpretation, so sound off. Yeah, yeah. I also loved the Toyota Corolla joke. That was yes. funny. <laughs> like, it was funny enough on its own, and then mm-hmm. I liked when it came back, right? As she pulls up, the dude reaches his car, <laughs> runs all the way next to it to turn it off, and then turns around and runs back in. I was like, I would have hit, I would have been like 100 feet away. Just like, <laughs> Clicking can, can it I get as you walk yeah, forward. Exactly. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, that was very, was very, good. very well done. That's so the owner show. of a blue Toyota Corolla. I don't know why you have an alarm, but yeah. it's going off. Yeah, that was awesome. Very good. I like the notion that somebody bothered to like come in on their way in and be like, "Yeah, the tombs." By the way, <laughs> there's a there's a Corolla. The alarm going off in the parking <laughs> in the parking lot. You may want to ask. It reminded me of the. Uh, there's a scene in Fight Club where Norton and Brad Pitt. Dis- they start. They both. They're walking down the street using baseball bats mm-hmm. to set off car alarms, and they see a Volkswagen Beetle and hit it. Yeah. And in the in the commentary, they talk about how they both hate that car. They hate it so much that like 
when they looked at it, they're like, oh, yeah, this car's definitely getting. Yeah, because they do that. They they have a glance with each other kind of like. Yeah, they're like, oh, look at this joke. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so it's Rogan and Goldberg being like, yeah, Corolla suck or whatever. (laughs) Whoever, whoever the writers that were breaking this one were, you know, they're just like, yeah. Toyota Corollas are the 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 uh, nerd nerd car. Yeah. No offense to anybody with the Toyota Corolla, but uh, you know, I thought it was it it was a funny joke. So uh, two two last things, Boyd. Do you think Boyd is being straight up with Tulip about killing Grandma? Do you think that will legitimately release the the debt? I don't know because TC seems to imply that there's nothing that nothing you can do and if i don't mean maybe if one of the two members of the contract dies the contract is void yeah the universe might decide so i was i was kind of of the mind of like okay if grandma dies and they leave that filing cabinet of napkins boyd could sweep in and do something with them interesting does she acquire the contracts then yeah yeah i mean she has she doesn't have a lot of reason to be truthful. She has a little bit, but even Tulip's kind of like, why should I trust you? Yeah. And I think that that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So the, the contracts from Satan for the, the saint of killers, I, my mind immediately went to Hitler and Eugene. That you're probably right. I didn't um, go there for me. I was more focused on the expansion and his phone call with the all father. Mm. And I'm assuming he's speaking in terms of like hell on earth kind of thing. Yeah. And I, why Hitler and Eugene would throw a wrench in the works is interesting other than that they escaped. But you think he would just write it off and be like, but if his expansion is contingent on him having never lost souls, if, if he's, if his investors, if you will, yeah. are like, Hey, you, you two, not only one, but two people escaped. And one of them is Adolf Hitler what can we trust you with, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that the the he the conversation at the beginning of the episode he talks about keeping up appearances. Yes. The fact that he's got to be Satan. He has to appear to be Satan and he has to embody that evil. Yes. Um He may I mean and the 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 phone call with the All Father might have been like the All Father saying, Hey man, what the I heard two people escaped. What are you doing down there? And he's like, Oh, it's fine, I got it in hand. They got my best men on it. Yeah. Well, and he does. I think he does mention something about the All Father keeping up his end of the deal, or something. Does it make sense to you that they would be? Not really. Okay. To be honest. Also, is them talking surprising? Who the All Father and Satan? Yeah. Uh, a little. Yeah. Because we know that the All Father and and God, you know talked probably before mm-hmm. god left but the it, idea it makes that me think that the all father is i think hair star legitimately will like in his mind serves god hmm. and i think the all father might be looking to go a different direction with the grail uh, and there's going to be some tension there okay just to put it lightly <laughs> there will be some tension <laughs> Uh, what does make zero sense to me is why what the hell the Saint of Killers is doing on the show without his guns. Mm. This sticks in my That's, craw. That is that the as soon as he said you're gonna go on this journey without your weapons, I was like, Nick is gonna hate this. Hundred and ten percent. Because 
if we're if we're driving towards the All Father stuff, and the Saint of Killer is back in the mix, he he needs his guns. Like he needs them. Well, but um, I'm sure he will find another weapon to be deadly with. And I'm if we see a sequence of the Saint of Killers walking with like two M16s, it'll be hard for me to not enjoy that. <laughs> but they're not like infinite ammo no reloads like his well other and I, ones I was i was kind of thinking they don't shoot tank rounds like his <laughs> other guns seem to do i was thinking more along the lines of like he probably will need to have hitler back in hell before the end of the season and therefore if something were to happen towards the end of the season with the all-father and you know, like I, I think I feel as though those weapons will be back in his hands by the end of the season. Is my that's fair. Thinking. It's hard. I, it's not fair for me to just jump ahead and say they're doing it wrong. If certain encounters happen without the saint at like full saint, then I will, I'll be irritated. Okay, because you can adapt the book. You can you can change certain things to fit the show and in ways that make sense but you cannot change things that make zero sense to change i i don't there are certain things that happen in the book that you cannot improve on and i think that most of what happens with the saint you can't top it's just so ready to be adapted exactly the way it is in just in live action so to me it maybe smells of like a near miss like they might have the saint run into someone who he needs to not be able to kill i'm sh- good point well he can still kill though that's the thing He'll he be can able still to kill, kill but he will be less lethal from a distance yes without his guns it's fine maybe. i'm sure that i'm sure they've got it in hand they clearly enjoy the character yeah so they're not going to screw up the things that make him tick so I need to just like chill out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely something though that as soon as it happened, as soon as he was like my weapons, I was like, give them to him <laughs> right now. But and then it didn't happen, and I was like, yeah. okay, so that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I think it'll work out. The uh, yeah, yeah, it usually does. Again, what did I say at the top of this episode? They, they do it all for a reason, and it yeah. tends. I tend to really enjoy what they decide to do. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm excited for the next episode. What's the next one called? It's called The Coffin. It was uh, called The Coffin, yes. Yeah, oh, it's coming. Yep. Well, I if think... Jo- if John Wayne, if the spirit of John Wayne shows up, although that happens when he's a kid, whatever. I'll shit if it we'll happens. We'll see. It'll be awesome. It could. No, it won't. Maybe they didn't have the money to do the <laughs> ghost John Wayne. <laughs> it won't happen, which is fine. Like The, the, the stuff that, that they're doing is great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it was a solid episode. I don't think it was my favorite of this season. I think it was good. I think I might like it more upon a rewatch. Like, I think a lot of what Joseph said in his email about the fact that, like, we were putting everyone through the ringer in these first four episodes and in some of season two and have gotten to a point where Cass has defaulted on using the love potion and we know that Jesse's intentions are fairly pure. Mm. I like that 
we've turned that page. That's true. At least I I do agree a hundred percent with that. the The episode itself maybe seems a little bit perfunctory, or like like everything is moving into place for more stuff to happen. Uh, for for them to finally start dealing with the conflict of yeah. Angelville. That's a great point. Um, but it, it it I I think they still did it very well, and and I'm excited to see where it goes. So. Yeah, I'm just I I really loved episodes two and three. Yeah, it's just a good. This is a good season. It so is far. a very good I really, season. I like I, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I like it better than season two. Yeah, currently. Yeah. No, I I completely even though agree with that. season two had so much good going for it. I am. This one just feels a little more like I I know which direction the train is going. So and it feels like they're hitting on all cylinders instead of just like leaving a little bit. Like last season, it was like oh man. Hairstar is great. Yeah. But I don't like what's going on with Tulip and blah, blah, blah. But it feels like in this season, in the beginning, we were like a little tired of Cassidy or unhappy with what was going on with him. Mm. But now it feels like we're getting to a place where that isn't. They, he's spending some time apart from them. Yes. And, that's we, and great. We, have, we have some closure on the love triangle right yes. now that Tulip has said no. Yep. No, thank you. Yep. Pass. Yeah. Do so not feel the same. I think things are a little more copacetic with what we are enjoying. Yeah. So, Agreed. Yeah. Once again, you can find more episodes of our podcast at g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter T, podcast.com. We're also on TV Time, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play Music. We're G2T Podcast on Twitter, and you can email us at g2tpodcast at gmail.com for any kind of feedback. That's corrections, observations, or anything regarding Preacher or our podcast. The Midwest Podcast Network has other shows about video games, horror movies, FX's The Alienist, and HBO's Westworld. Find out more about these shows as well as how to support the network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Our theme music is the song All In by The Red Thread, and it is being used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license. That's all for this episode of Gone to Texas. We can't wait to see what next week's episode of Preacher brings, but until then, go forth and speak the good word.